Hey everybody, it's Friday, December 30th, and on the last edition of Texas Rangers with the boys in 2022, we're going to talk about that front end of the bullpen. We're going to get into those guys that are going to get those outs in the 6th, 7th, possibly even 8th inning of losing efforts. So let's uh, listen in, join us for our last show of the year, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys, your only Texas-based weekly Texas Ranger pod, daily Texas Ranger podcast. Got my son chiming in on that with the with the opener today. Uh, my name is Kevin Frazier, aka your boy Kev YBK. You can find me on socials at Kevin Lee Frazier, F R A Z I E R, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. Joining me tonight. On this wonderful Friday evening, a man who is known for being 300 pounds, known for having a lot of hair, and known for all kinds of other things that I can't think of cleverly right now at this moment. The 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull. Bull, how you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on socials? No, I'm good tonight. It's uh, Friday night. We've got one more day left in this year. This will actually be the, the last episode of 2022. And I'm debating on whether we should uh, start January 2nd off with season two or if we should just continue season one until we get to so many episodes. But that's neither here nor there. That's not it's not really that important. Um, what is important is finding me on Twitter at oh. Bull, Instagram, Manimal 300 TikTok at Bull Pro, surname Manimal. And for my people that are probably the actually the people that are listening to the show, <laughs> for the people that are in that 35 to 59 range, where that's our that's our big demo, probably 90% of the people that listen to the show are in that <laughs> in that demographic. And I just kind of figured that uh, anybody older than that is probably like our parents or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can you can friend me on there. Um, I I I may even go in tonight and see if I've got enough people to 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 actually start request or friend requesting, you know, for friend accepting. Oh. Yeah, so oh. tonight. So if you want to get in real quick. After after we release this show here, and you hear this, you know, jump on that, and I may be right there to to to, requ- to accept that friend request. Wow, wow! Last friend request accepting exceptions of the year could be tonight, Friday night, in the state of Texas, and those of us who are Texans know that. In football season, that's a big deal. But right now, it's we're getting ready for we're getting ready for baseball season. So tonight we are talking about the back end of the Texas well, God, Rangers the bullpen. Front, the front end, right? This is the front end of the bullpen. The front the end, back yes, end yes. Be what we talked about last night. I, I like good, it's good weird call, because like the back end of the rotation and the back end of the bullpen are completely different things, right? Like. Your, right. your best your best relievers are in the back end. Your worst starters are in the back end. So, uh, 
It's a it's a weird dynamic baseball. It is a lot of back end talk. So uh, let's let's so while, <laughs> on that note. Let's. I'm going to start talk. with Brett Martin. How do you how do you feel about Brett Martin? <laughs> let's start with Brett Martin, who is a wild card. I think in this bullpen. Tell me what you think about Brett Martin. I think uh, I think Brett Martin kind of had a little bit of a down year last year. Um, he wasn't uh, he wasn't the same pitcher. I don't think. I think he threw. I think he threw his. Uh, I think he got away from throwing the cutter slide up combo more often and was was throwing um, more fastballs last year. And not as many cutters, not as many sliders. Um, so we'll just see. I'm not a hundred percent sure what we'll see from him next year. But um, Fangraphs kind of has him throwing a few more innings, strikeout percentage up, um, walk percentage down, and um, and you know he's a guy that gets over fifty percent ground balls. He's fifty four percent for his career. Even in a down year last year, he got fifty point seven percent ground balls. So he's a he's a guy that keeps the ball in the in the park. That's why he's valuable. You know, I mean, in, in that early part of the game when you're just getting away from the the starting pitcher, and you know you've got a guy in there that he's going to keep the ball in the yard and give you an opportunity to get deep in the games. And uh, you know, I like Brett Martin. I'm not a. Uh, I don't think that he is what he was last year. I think he's better than that. I think he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, uh, if he can just get you know seven and a half to three on strikeouts to walks per nine uh keep the ball like we said in the yard he didn't he didn't give up as many home runs last year as he has in the past so that's a good sign um and he's just one of those guys i mean i don't think he's a i don't think he's a back end guy i don't think he's a eighth ninth inning guy i think he's one of those guys that if he's pitching in the eighth or ninth inning the team's probably losing and, uh, you know, if he's, if they're winning and he's pitching, it's probably going to be more like that sixth or seventh inning. And, you know, with the way starters go these days, and, and hopefully that isn't the case with the rotation that the Rangers have now, but with starters being, you know, sometimes four or five innings and get in trouble and get, get them out of there. You know, he's one of those guys that he can fill a couple of innings if you need it. And, you know, he's not just a one inning guy, and he has, you know, but he's also a guy, you know, pitcher gets into some trouble. You need an out. He can get that out, too, because he's, you know, an extreme ground ball pitcher. So, I, I mean, I like Brett Martin. He's not, you know, he's not one of the best relievers in baseball or anything like that. But he serves a purpose. He's a homegrown kid that the Rangers, you know, they drafted and brought up and brought along. And, and uh, you know he's he's just been a pretty good he's been a pretty good hand in that bullpen for a couple of years now and you know I mean he's been up since that nineteen season and and uh, you know he gets outs and uh, you know I don't I don't hate Brett Martin I want to see him see if he can kind of become that guy that he was shaping into in twenty twenty and and kind of continued being in twenty twenty one and I want to see him to kind of get back to that and get that ERA down a point and. And, uh, you know, uh, but again, I think a lot of uh, last year he was he was a little bit of injury, a little bit of uh, not knowing where he was going to pitch, because, I mean, we've, we've spoke on it a hundred times about how yeah. crazy the, the last regime uh, would be whenever managing that bullpen. I, right. I know Doug Mathis and, and Chris Woodward did a very good job at all of 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 managing the bullpen. And I hope to see when a guy like uh, 
Mike Maddox and Bruce Bochy are handling that thing, that it uh, take a, 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 an extreme step forward this year. I, I agree. As far as the having a role, I think he'll have a clear role, as we were saying. It's kind of a front-end, bullpen, lefty specialist kind of guy. Uh, you know, his, his numbers really, since he's moved into the bullpen, are really not that bad. Uh, he had a little bit of a, like a little bit of a rough entry uh, into the majors when he came in, in in 2019, but 2020, he was fantastic. 2021, I'm sorry, but a 318 earned run average. is No, he really was really good. good. Really so good. So he's, he's, he's had two back-to-back really good seasons. And even last year being at a four, one, four, you know, a reliever with a one and seven record, but with a decent ERA just means he got a lot, you know, got some bad luck out there. And if you look at, you know, just like you're saying, he's a 10% higher than league average ground ball pitcher. So a great guy to come in and maybe get you a double play, um, and you know, get into, put him in a tough situation. Walk anybody. Yeah. Got some control. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think he's a good, like we would say in the wrestling business, he's a good hand and a you know, homegrown guy. So I imagine he'll stay a lot, stay with the Rangers and I'm sure he'll get some innings. And I think if he has kind of a bounce back year, uh, I think that'll be a great, you know, obviously it'll be a great thing. And I think fan, not fan grass, but baseball reference has him at around a three, six, three earned run average. 56. It looks like that's his, Career. Say that one more time. You hit a you hit a snag there on that those Florida Towers. No, so we had a three six three ERA, uh, fifty seven innings pitched, and a one point two six three WHIP, uh, which I think is really all of those things to me. If you were to say that's what his career ends up being, I think that's that's who he is. I think he's about a well, three know, and a half ERA guy, and so. That's- that's what he was in between last year and this year. You know, I mean, yeah. that, like I said, I, I think three and a half out of the bullpen, you know, that's a good ERA and that's a, an ERA that you can manage. And, and a lot of times three and a half doesn't tell the whole story too. Agree. Well, Hey, let's talk about a guy that I find very interesting. And, and you know, what's funny. This may seem like not a non, not very interesting show and I'm using air quotes. But I think also, too, for real, for the fandom, most of the fans know about, you know, big-time fans know about the, the Seegers and the Simeons and the, the DeGroms. But these are probably more interesting uh, knowing about some of the guys where you have to dig around a little bit to find more out about them. The next guy I'm really interested in because I think, I think this next year is a – it's kind of a make-or-break year for him, and I really think it's going to be a make-year for him. And I think he's going to bounce back really big having a full-time role in the bullpen, his fast there once he got into the bullpen last year. We know he's not a starter, and that's uh, that's Taylor Hearn. Um, I'm looking forward to him having a pretty big bounce-back season um, in 2022, Well, I think a lot of his uh, – a lot of that ERA that you see last year, that uh, – what was it, five-and-a-half, 5.13, um, a lot of that was from starting – I mean, he was just not very good as a starter at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he um, he was a lot better in the second half of the season last year than he was in the first half. And uh, I think that he was another one of those guys that me and you have been talking about him for a couple of years as being that reliever that that gets his fastball. He can run his fastball up there at 98, 99 miles an hour. 
uh, when he's airing it out. And the problem was, was he was in 2021, he was going into that season as a relief pitcher, but he pitched over his head and man, let's be honest, 2021, that team was not good at all. That, yeah. that was not a good team. And somebody had to get outs for that thing. And the guy that got those outs seemed to be Taylor Hearn. And so they thought, you know, Hey, look, he had a, you know, pretty decent track record when he started. Let's give him some, let's, let's make him one of the five guys that we're going to go to when we come, when we break camp and they broke camp with him as a starter. And he just, he just wasn't good all year. I mean, he just wasn't very good. And I think he's more of a, I think he can be a relief pitcher. That's not, uh, um, not just a one inning guy that he can get you innings if you need him. He doesn't have to be a one inning go out there and, and air it out pitcher, but he can be that too. Um, I just think that he, he's got to get to a point where he's figured it out a little bit and he's able to, um, you know, get outs out of the bullpen and, and be, you know, valuable to them in, in that situation. I think Fangraphs they've kind of got him falling off a little bit this year um, mm-hmm. as far as innings pitched and what he brings. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, maybe not too. I think maybe they just see him getting more of his work out of the, the bullpen this year and being more of a one inning guy, uh, but they've got him, you know, under four on his ERA Um uh, strikeout percentage up, walk percentage down, you know, so he's, they, um, you know, about what we think, you know, but I think he may get some more appearances than 48. I think he may be somewhere closer to 60 innings pitched than, than 48. But, um, you know, he's just, uh, he's just one of those guys. He's going to have to, I think we talked about this earlier, um, you know, maybe one of the very first episodes where we talked about Taylor Hearn being one of those guys that, you know, uh, he, he just needs to be consistent in the strike zone and he can be a guy that stuff plays in the big leagues. Yeah, I agree. If he can stay, stay in the consistent in the strike zone, like you said, I think he'll be, he could be a force to be reckoned with out of the Rangers bullpen. I also think, I think baseball reference, I mean, sometimes I just don't understand um, they clearly saw that the Rangers moved him to the bullpen last year at the end of the year. So why they see him getting 97 innings uh, pitch, I have no idea. How many, how many starts do they have him making? Well, they don't have that stat. They just have the innings pitched on oh, him. Okay. They don't have a, a game started. But interestingly enough, he's got that, that famous one save uh, projected. So everybody on the Rangers is going to get a save next year. Uh, based by on baseball reference. Um, I wonder they, if that's just a, I wonder if that's an every guy thing that they like give that out. That I have no idea, but weird. Uh, he, they have him doing a little better, like a four and a half earned run average and a 1.3 and a half, 1.35, uh, 1.361 whip. I, 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 if his, if he doesn't get his whip down below, like, 1.3 like into the 1.2s he ain't gonna last that's just and i it think ain't, it ain't gonna happen he's got to get more control got to stay more around the strike zone he will strike some guys out because he isn't but, a guy that gets barreled a lot you know yeah. i mean 
really doesn't. In a in in a hundred innings last year, he was barreled thirty times. I mean, that's not bad at all. I mean, less than ten percent, not a, less than fifty percent hard hit. I mean, he's just one of those guys that he's just gotta. He's just gotta. He can't. He can't walk as many batters as he has in the past yeah. couple of years, and he's just gotta play in that strike zone more. Yeah, the ten. His his ten point three uh, walk. You know, walk ratio. I think is the real problem from him. If he can, if he can just get close to the league average, uh, and maybe just a tick below, I think you'll see the strikeout percentage go up. Um, I think you'll definitely see a lot of improvement um, across the board in his numbers. So, I'm, I got high hopes for Hearn this year because my, the thing about it is, is if he doesn't. Then we know what's gonna we know he's gonna well, yeah, I mean, because really it's unfortunate because he's one of those guys that I mean he's under control until twenty twenty seven, I think I think twenty twenty seven maybe yeah, free agent twenty twenty six so he's just one of those guys that's finally starting to hit um, arb eligible and I mean he's gonna be a uh, you know he's still got several years before he's a free agent after he's got four years after this or three years something like that so. Uh, you know, I mean, you want him to pick it up and you want him to be able to continue to, you know, get guys out. And I think he needs to throw more fastball slider and not worry as much about his uh, his other pitches. I think he needs to start, you know, getting getting himself at a point where he's throwing 97, 98 miles an hour coming out of that bullpen and he's wiping yep. people out with the slider. I mean, he yep. the, needs to get to a point where that fastball is more like, 65% and that slider is probably more like 35 or 40% and 35% I guess would make a hundred. Um, so, you know, you want to see that and I, I don't want to see him throwing change ups and sinkers. I don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. I want to see that four seam and, and slider and, and working it in the bull, working it in the, uh, in the zone, in the strike zone. Yep. So yeah, we, we know what we want to see from Taylor Hearn. Um, so let's go ahead and move into our next guy. You want to talk Josh Spores? Josh Spores is the next guy up that I think, uh, um, I think he's going to, I think he's going to have a pretty decent bounce back year for Texas. I think, I think last year certainly wasn't be designated by the end of uh, by the All Star break. I don't think he'll be here very long. You think? I just don't think he's. I mean, he does, he's out of options. So if he doesn't make the team out of spring training, that's the end for him because he'll be designated and someone will jump on him. He's a left-handed guy that you know, the thirty-two percent strikeout guy. He walks way too many batters. He doesn't get any ground balls. He has a high ERA. Um, but again, he's a left-handed pitcher that, you know, he's strike zone. I mean, he's a fastball slider, throws a cutter too. I, again, he's one of those guys that I'd like to see him get rid of that cutter and throw more fastballs and more sliders. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just think he's a guy, he's out of options. Um, he does get 12, 13 strikeouts per, per nine. And it's, you know, um, but he also walks five per nine and, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't hate him. I I like him. I think that he's a guy that at some point he's probably going to get outs in the big leagues. I just don't, I think with him being out of options and 
Um, you know, he's probably one of those guys that he's first up for designating because, you know, he's going to have to clear to get sent back to the minors. Right, right. Well, and, and if you're looking at just projections for next year, um, you got him sitting around 40 innings, 45 Ks, 18 walks. So that one, uh, one, three, nine, I don't, I don't know where they're getting the idea that his, his whip is going to go down because he's never been under 1.4 except for just a little bit, little small stint that he had in 2020. But in reality, like he hasn't shown anything that closely resembles that he can, he can have control. Um, so I'm not sure where they're, why they're so high on him and they're so low on everybody else. He's got that, uh, you know, got that one save that, that one, save but uh i I don't know i i tend to agree just because i feel like if anybody's going to be the odd man out if they choose to give his role or the role that he might hold in the bullpen to somebody else um i think like who were we might talk about here in a second i think yeah you're right he's going to be the odd man out but i also think like gosh man a lot of upside if he could just and i'm probably sound probably the front office says the same thing a lot of upside if he could just get you know, just throw more yeah, strikes. If he could get that strike, uh, if he could get that walk percentage way down, you know, I mean, I think that uh, there is a lot of potential to him. I think that he's a, he's got good stuff. And again, I think he's another one of those guys that, uh, you know, he's holding on to a pitch that was from when he was a starter, you know, like that cutter, he's mm-hmm. holding on to that pitch. And I don't think he needs to hold on to that pitch anymore. I think he needs to drop that and go more fastball slider and and I mean he's a left-hander, you know. I mean, like I mean, yeah. if you're going to if you're if you're going to get guys out in the big leagues as a left-hander, you know, I mean, fastball slider is the way to go. And I mean, I just don't think that he is. I don't know. I haven't seen anything that makes me think he's going to turn the corner. And I always kind of felt like he was a guy that was over here because he was one of um, um, Chris Woodward's LA buddies. Mm. that's kind of how mm. I about him I didn't ever I mean because I've never seen him like you know get anybody out or do anything worthwhile but again like I mean the, the arm is there right the arm, right you know I just want to see him cut that cutter out of his repertoire and start throwing fastball slider and and wiping guys out I mean I think he could be you know like Someone needs to, you know, just get with him and tell him, like, hey, this is how you get guys out and uh, uh, as a reliever in the big leagues. And, uh, you know, I mean, play that fastball up in the zone more. And, and uh, I don't know. I, there's a lot to like about his mechanics and his stuff. And, you know, he's got a big slider and big fastball. It's like, okay, let's just, let's just roll with that. Well, and I think – the next couple of guys that we're going to talk about as kind of the uh, kind of no man's land guys that probably could land and yeah, these take a few of these guys' jobs because if they're not pitching in the minors, because they're like uh, too good to be in the minors but not starters in the big leagues, right? Like, I mean, is that what yeah. you kind of that, that's relate what them to? In yeah, and they've all got they've all got bullpen stuff. <laughs> Before we jump off of spores, he's also going to be 29 years old this year. 
That's another thing that kind of like made me think that they might hold on to mirrors over him or King on this last uh, DFA. Like I thought maybe that they might just because, just because uh, you know, mirrors is kind of a hard throwing righty instead of John King and spores kind of being the same pitcher. But anyways, uh, we can move on. I don't know if you, uh, do we need to talk about Jake Odorizzi? Have we talked about Jake Odorizzi enough in the starting well, pitchers? And I think I think the the kind of the only thing we want to do is just kind of say that we think that Odorizzi, um, Spencer Howard, uh, Glenn Otto, and Dane um, Dunning, although all of those guys have the possible have a possible role. Uh, in the Rangers bullpen. I, I think um, Cole Raggins too. Cole Raggins, yeah. I think they all have a possible role uh, in this bullpen. And I think the guys that we're talking about now are going to really have to fight those guys off because I think that the if you're the Rangers, some of these guys, like I'm, I'm going to just, of course, Oda Rizzi, but some of these guys like Dunning, Otto, they're 26, 27. I mean, they got to get some major league life out of these guys. Yeah, Dunning uh, will be twenty-eight. Yeah, and I mean, same thing with Howard. He's twenty-five. I think Howard has the the stuff closest. Actually, to, I think uh, Howard. This will be his twenty-seventh season. Yeah, I think he's so, getting older too. He's gonna be. Let's see, real quick. Well, I got him at twenty-five right now. So chances of him twenty six season, okay. So twenty six season this coming up. Yep. So I just think like these kind of guys, um, I, I think they're go- the Rangers are going to rather go with them because they do have a higher ceiling, uh, just in general. You know, like whether they're as a bullpen or as a starter. And so you never know. You might find it get more out of these out of them because again, think about it, King. And I mean, I know that King is a lefty. And so that probably has a little bit of something to do with it. But, I mean, he, you know, Dunning's a ground ball guy. Uh, Spencer Howard shows that he can be electric, but just in short, in shorter stints, which almost screams a bullpen. Uh, Glenn Otto, I think they're just probably trying to get some value out of him just because uh, they got him in a trade. And uh, Yeah, and here's you know. a, a handful of names that I'm going to give you that are triple a guys that are all possible on the radar guys that could be bullpen dudes at some point this year for the Rangers. We've got, um, Yari Rodriguez, who was up a little bit last year at the end of the season, didn't pitch a whole lot. Um, Nick Schneider, who we've talked about, he was non-tendered, but then offered a free agent, a minor league free agent contract. So he's another guy. He's a, he's still, you know, he's going to be 27 this year and he needs to, he needs to make the big leagues and he's got hundred mile an hour stuff. He's just got to figure it out at the big league level. Um, another guy, uh, Daniel Robert, which is a guy that they drafted a long time ago. And uh, he's 28. Now um, they sent him to the Arizona fall league this past year. And he was actually pretty successful uh, Grant Wolfram, which is another guy that, um, you know, he's a left-hander, 26 years old, went to the Arizona Fall League, pitched well there. 
then another guy, Chase Lee, he's a sidewinding right-hander that they drafted a couple of years ago in the sixth round that, uh, you know, he, he started at Frisco right out of the draft and made it as high last year as Round Rock. So he's a guy that may be on that. Um, he may be on that uh, radar to be a big leaguer this year. And another guy is Luca, Lucas Jacobson, which he was a, six to, uh, a 2016 27th rounder who's 28 years old. And he's kind of been around it since then. He's been, you know, he's been in and out of baseball, but he's one of those guys. He's a big six foot five guy that I think they like, and he's got a plus slider and, um, you know, he's got a big fastball and he was with the team last year in triple a and, you know, in the little bit that he was here, you know, they liked him. And uh, I think they're going to bring him back again and give him a chance to, to make the big leagues. So a lot of a lot of possibilities for the bullpen. I think it's going to be a dogfight, and I think we've got a coaching staff that is going to coach them right and coach them to their strengths and and put them in the position, the right positions, uh, to be successful. And I think right now it's it's really a crapshoot, uh, and I would even go as far as say almost impossible to predict uh, what's what's going to happen. And I want to. But- I want to talk about one more guy real quick. He's probably going to be at Frisco. His name is Alex Spees. Alex Spees was drafted by the Rangers in the second round in the 2016 draft. Okay. And he's been through it since 2016. He, I mean, he has been through it. He's had a couple of Tommy Johns, a couple of injuries outside of Tommy John, but the kid is still only going to be 25 this year. Okay. So I would like to see, I would like to see him at some point this year, get an actual chance to, uh, you know, work his way up and see what he's got because he was, he was something that, I mean, he was a top five draft pick or, I mean, he was a top five prospect for this thing. 17 18 19 those years so it would be nice to see what he uh uh what he develops into and see if he can make something uh out of nothing interesting well and i think um i think all the guys you mentioned it's going to be literally a dogfight to to get into this bullpen and again i think i think that doesn't mean that the rangers are even done uh outside of uh, the team, you know, uh, afraid of going and, no, and maybe getting somebody. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Rangers bring a bullpen hand in. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they brought Matt Moore back. Um, yep. I don't know that Matt Moore is, um, you know, out of the question. I don't know that maybe even a guy like Araldus Chapman or somebody like that that's a big arm that's coming off of a struggle year that you can get on a one year that is somebody like him wouldn't even be in the in the realm of possibility. It just kind of depends on what he wants. And, you know, but I mean, the Rangers have got, they've got bullpen hands. They've got guys, like we said, you know, Dunning, um, Otto, Spencer Howard, Cole Raggins. um, And then the guys that we talked about, the Nick Schneiders and, and Grant Wolfram's and those guys that are triple A pitchers that are kind of ready. And then on top of that, you know, I'm in the, we talked about yesterday that back end and what it can be. And, uh, you know, 
what we think of those guys. And I, I do, I like a lot of what the Rangers have. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to be mad at this thing if they don't make a move, but if they bring in one yeah. more yard, one more arm, or maybe a couple of arms just to, to give off the feeling that they're, that they're, you know, making a competition, you know, I, I don't hate that either. Uh, last year yeah. they brought in some arms that I wasn't a big fan of and, you know, those guys proved me right. So, you know, I mean, I don't know that they're just going to do that this year to bump guys. I mean, cause their 40 man is so, so locked down right now, you know, you're going to have to get rid of a guy that you want to see what you've got with. If you, if you bring a relief pitcher on and yeah. I mean, they don't have guys anymore. You know, it ain't, they aren't sneaking guys through no. the waiver wire. It just didn't no. happen. And I don't think that no. I even mirrors a guy that never pitched for the Rangers at all. I don't know that he slides through waivers either. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is a guy that they were willing to give up Eli white for, uh, yeah. to, to even take the chance of him coming over here. So, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, uh, I did see that Eli White brought back some cash considerations, so maybe the next uh, big thing from the Dominican Republic or Venezuela or uh, um, Curacao or something like that is uh, going to be uh, brought here with some of that Eli White money. So, you know, the, it's not the end of the world. They got something for him in return, and I don't think, you know, Eli White was ever going to play here. But in other Ranger transaction news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well – Hey, let's uh, let's land this plane on a Friday night. Good show, good talk. Next week we will talk about our. Uh, we'll go with our AL West uh, preview. You want to do just... that? Hey, I, re- I remember we talked about we were going to go over these uh, uh, minor league rotations okay. at some point too next week. Um, but that may be a lot of talking about Dane Dunning, Spencer Howard, and those guys one night. You know. Well, we, I think we have enough to do both. Uh, yeah, I think if yeah. we we could we could double up a couple of things, but. So there we go. We'll talk a little bit about these rotations, AAA and AA next year, and what they what they're going to look like, uh, what we think they're going to look like, and then we'll also t- do some previews of what the Rangers competition have done, uh, and maybe what where the Rangers shape up uh, in the uh, AL West next year. So, and I that's mean, what if we it got. takes two weeks to get through it, it's not that big a day deal. We still got uh, ninety days till till uh, opening day, so. Absolutely. Yeah, still Absolutely. got some time. So if it, even if it takes us a couple of weeks to get through all this stuff, I mean, no big deal. And we'll uh, we'll just keep uh, we'll just keep trucking along with uh, previews and and what we think uh, of what the Rangers are doing. Right. And and there's they guarantee you that no matter what we do, we're not going to go over thirty minutes, and it's going to be content packed. And, and if it is, over, and if it is over thirty minutes, you know, I mean. It's just because we were having so much fun and we were talking so much baseball, but we'll definitely keep it under 45. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> well, hey, brother, you got anything you want to say to the people before we check out of here? Have a very blessed and beautiful new year um, to all the people that are listening right now. And a big thank you to all the people that are listening right now. We've had um, over 200 plays on the shows that we've done, and that's you know, that's pretty cool because I, I was I was kind of uh, skeptical on actually people listening to this thing. So, um, you know, now that the couple of people are listening and uh, it, it makes me feel pretty good and uh, happy new year to all you people that are listening and uh, 
I hope that in 2023, we uh, are able to bring in a Rangers successful season (laughs) with us. And, uh, you know, they did a lot to make us believers this year. Man, what what have we always talked about, Kev? The, that yeah. effort to bring starting pitching here, and yeah. I mean, if there was an effort to bring starting pitching here over the course of the last two years, I don't know what effort to bring starting pitching is anymore. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. We are we are stoked about this uh, this upcoming season. And again, I want to I want to uh, echo a happy new year to everybody. Uh, and we are looking forward to kicking off our first show of the year on Monday. Uh, Thanks again, everybody, for listening. This is Texas Rangers with the boys, your only, only daily Texas Rangers podcast from Texans, by Texans, for Texans. And these are this, we are the boys.